you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for The Everyday Guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Good Morning Football is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. Welcome to Good Morning Football. We are live in New York City. Happy to be here. Happy Friday to you all. April 21st, Jamie Erdahl in my chair. Kyle Brandt, Peter Schrager. Hey. Jason McCourty. Mm-hmm. Peter, how was your evening, your birthday <laughs> evening? Went to the Nets-Sixers game. The officiating mm-hmm. was suspect. And that's why I love the NFL. Where the officiating is always perfect. That's absolutely right. Consistent. Walk in. My Nets are down three games to O. Oh. Oh. Are they yours? you take ownership of them? I do. Okay. Go um, back. Draws in Petrovich days. Is that right? Yeah. yeah. Come on now. R.I.P. While you were yucking it up in the NBA game last yeah. night, the rest of us were watching Total Access. Oh, yeah. Here's your hot topic. What do you Bryce got? Bryce Young was on. Uh, he sat down for a chat last night, and he talked about his good friend, C.J. Stroud. These two have known each other a long time, so there's a special connection before they hear their name called next week in Kansas City. Let's take a listen. It is the lead block. The lead block. I've known C.J. since since middle school, and um, that's someone that, yeah, throughout the process, even before the draft process, we've been able to, to talk and share experiences, and I'm, I'm super grateful to have, um, you know, someone like C.J. who, you know, I'm, I'm not just close with because of football, but outside of football, too. You know, I'm able to to, to go through this once-in-a-lifetime experience with him. You know, we're able to to go through it at the same time and, and talk through things, and that's something that, that, that's super cool. That's what these quarterback camps do for you. You know each other since middle school, as Bryce Young just said. You love to hear when they are tight off the field. Up until recently, C.J. Stroud seemed to be in a dead heat with Bryce Young to go first overall to the Carolina Panthers. But now it appears the popular thinking has shifted, that it will be Bryce Young to Carolina. As we look at Bucky Brooks's latest top five list, Bryce Young to Carolina, Bucky dropped his first list back on February 15th. C.J. was at the top. He remained there up until middle of last week when he was taken over by Bryce Young. 
We've seen surprises before leading up to the draft. Of course, trades always impact that as well. But now all of a sudden there could be a sentiment that C.J. Stroud could not be the second quarterback off Mm -hmm. the board. Peter, where do you think this is coming from, and would it surprise you if that transpired over the next week? Yeah, there's been a lot of talk in the last 48 hours that the the, the top of the draft is going to be, obviously, Bryce Young to Mm -hmm. the Panthers, and that the Colts might have their eyes on Will Levis instead of C.J. Stroud, which would shake the world about a week ago, but as this happens, you start going towards the draft, you hear more and more things, and it's like, okay, now I've got to kind of normalize that in my head and say, that's what's going to happen, and guess what? That team fell in love with that quarterback then again Stroud he might go two to Houston he might go four to Indianapolis we don't know for sure this is smokescreen season CJ Stroud has been the number one or number two prospect in this draft class the entire college football season leading up to the entire pre-draft season if he were to be the third or fourth quarterback taken I would be surprised but I wouldn't be flabbergasted because this is how the NFL draft goes teams fall in love with their guys fall in love with their players. They start convincing themselves. There becomes groupthink in that room where, yes, we're going to be the team that does this. Look, this point, I think in 2021, Mac Jones was probably the third overall pick to the San Francisco 49ers. Mm. It took those last 72 hours where they discussed Mm -hmm. and figured it out and picked it apart and said, you know what? Let's just go for it. Let's just make a swing and take Trey Lance. A few years back, Cleveland, it wasn't Baker Mayfield number one the whole way through. It was about two weeks before where John Dorsey and those guys were like, you know what? Let's do it. Let's take the swing. Mm I feel like if you're going to take Anthony Richardson or Will Levis before C.J. Stroud, that's in the room and that's intoxication and that's, you know what? Forget the mock drafts. Forget what everyone has been saying. Forget conventional wisdom. Let's get our guy. There has to be someone pounding the table. So I would be surprised, but it wouldn't be the first time that that would be the case where quarterbacks, you fall in love with one guy. And it, it could be as simple as Jim Irsay met Will Levis and was like, I like, the, I like that kid. Or yeah. that doesn't sound great to me. No, but it could be that simple. Well, it could be the owner saying, you know, I like that guy. It could have, you know, whatever it was, whether it was Zach Wilson going to all this stuff. You can go through yeah. this. It's we ha- we really connected there. That's okay. our guy. And then you convince yourself that's our guy. I think if you look at the game tape, C.J. Stroud, yeah, man, head to toe, it should be the second quarterback taken. Yeah, I'm fascinated. There's so much time from the college football season ends. We have the combine. We have all star games. All of this time. And you get to this point, and you're like, sometimes it took the last 72 hours for a team to decide this is their guy. What changes in those 72 hours? Because like you just said, it's been Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud this entire offseason leading up to the draft. And now all of a sudden, it's just like, might not be in the top two quarterbacks. I would be definitely surprised because I guess this is the first year where I'm in this seat and I'm fully bought into the draft, following it, listening to what everybody's saying. and. C.J. Stroud has done nothing but excel and help his draft stock as he's gone through from the combine to the pro day. I mean, we go back to the pro day, and he's out there. He's having fun. He's tossing the ball around. We look at the end, and we see him shaking hands with Frank Reich and uh, McCown, and they're laughing. They're yucking it up. They're talking about playing one-on-one basketball in Charlotte, and we're just like, C.J. Stroud, first overall pick. He's taller. He's the guy. Frank Reich has only coached big quarterbacks, and now we're like, all right, it's Less than a week away. I don't know if C.J. Stroud's going number two. He may fall to the fourth quarterback, this, that, and the third. So it's it's hard to believe, but I think that's the special thing about the draft and how all of this works. Everybody has a different set of eyes, a different set of how they evaluate talent. And just because we may look at film or somebody else may look at film and say, all right, this is the best player in this draft or the second best quarterback, somebody else is looking at it and seeing this flaw and that flaw. I think that's the unique thing about the draft is no 
one knows. Even the people that sit in that seat and they do a year in and year out, you have no idea who is going to be the guy by the end of the draft and all of that 10 years down the line. And that's the most fascinating thing. I think it makes for a better draft. We don't know what's going to happen. What would be your reaction if it's, if it's Richardson second? I'm sitting there, I'm watching the draft that night with the kids, and Richardson goes, and I'm just like... Yeah, yeah. He went second? How? And then you look at the combine numbers and you're just like, somebody fell in yeah. love with what they could do with them. The draft is ridiculous and hilarious. It's an amazing, really, thing. Half the picks next Thursday night are not going to work out. Yeah. Half. There'll be Hall of Famers drafted next Thursday night. There'll be miserable failures that get, cost people jobs. And these are brilliant people yeah. who are spending months and months, and they're going to totally whiff. <laughs> the Stroud thing is so interesting to me because we alluded to it earlier. I feel like a week ago, it was like, Stroud or Young, Stroud or Young, number one overall pick. And for some reason, the Stroud stock has gone down. The bloom is off the rose. It, it, he's he's the low profile, not talked about. It's all these other guys. And to your point, Jason, there has not been a down of football played. Nope. There's not been a pass completed. He didn't get injured. He didn't say uh, something dumb in an interview. It's just he's done nothing. So I think this is the point right now, Peter. Smokescreen season and confusion yeah. season. When just take a hot minute and stop and think about the football. Coleridge Bernard Stroud the fourth <laughs> won a ton of games threw a ton of touchdowns and he threw a lot of long touchdowns like tons of over 20 yards um, he's not short he's not skinny he doesn't have small hands he's not uh, unliked by his teammates he's not unintelligent he's, there's no red flags like it is a great prospect, but you sit here and you're like, yeah, but that Levis and Richard, like, what are you doing? Just take the great player who has done it across the board in every category you could want to. The guy threw six touchdowns against Michigan State in the first half, and you're gonna look at like, but maybe just make the pick. Just don't outthink it too much. Yeah. Like it's, I think it's like if the draft was held like a week after the Super Bowl, I feel like the picks might be better yeah. because. You sit there and you're like, but I think we can maybe do this and out genius. Isn't just, just make the pick settling though? What do you mean? Just make the pick. It seems like just, instead yeah. of no, it's, it's not settling. Let's. Listen, don't, just make the pick in the first round and number two when it sees your stride. Yes, if you want to t t turn and toil about the third round and the fourth round and there's all these guys I don't know. Stroud yeah. is solid. He looks great. What is the bust potential on C.J. Stroud? That's a great prospect. I think we can do better. Just take him. <laughs> Just take C.J. Stroud. What is missing? Am I missing something yeah. that's missing yeah. about Stroud? He didn't beat Michigan. Michigan's playing good ball, right? Who cares? <laughs> Who cares if he didn't beat Michigan? A lot of guys didn't beat Michigan or Ohio State. What is your problem with Stroud? Check everybody. Take him. I wouldn't be mad at the Panthers if they took him. Yeah. And now it's like, well, Houston's going to pass, and Indy likes Levis. Why? Stroud is your pick. Make him number two, if not number one. That's it. It is infuriating, and it's a purely a product of people with too much time on their hands. Mm -hmm. uh, women's basketball seems to have figured out. They play their national championship on a Sunday, and they have their draft mm -hmm. the following Tuesday. It's 11 days yeah, later. I like that. And then those young women get to play in that mm -hmm. season. So I guess maybe the pitch now is to have the draft. I like your idea, Kyle. One week after the Super Bowl. Fine. You know, God forbid the people that run these teams don't have enough time to talk themselves in, out, in, out, back into the pick, and then maybe out 72 hours before. 
before. It, it is a ridiculous prospect, but it's a, it's a tale as old as time, if you will. It's not like this is the first time this would have happened. Mm -hmm. I got nothing for this. If I had to <laughs> apply an emoji to it, it would be a bit of an eye roll because this is purely a product of too many people with too many opinions that don't have, actually have nothing to do with the decision making. And I think we're just watching headlines and splashiness and clicks and yeah. words and where is I just I'm ready for next Thursday. Mm -hmm. We don't know that Stroud like where's not. No, Houston, he's not. Man, still go Houston, first man. Man. Come, exactly. Mm -hmm. We have no idea, but it gives us something to talk about. The Stroud thing has gotten spicy over the last 48 hours. You've yeah. seen the story. Yes. There's this thing involving Brady Quinn and the Stroud's attendance or lack of attendance at the Manning Passing Academy, and people are pissed. And it's not just other media members. I saw Jalen Ramsey had an incendiary yeah. tweet that this was some sort of an assassination of a young prospect. People are mad. So there's a little spice back to his profile. And I don't know if that—I mean, I don't think that affects any decision making by Neither. teams. But he's, at least he's back in the media. He should be. Like, I, I, even us as a show, we don't even talk Bryce Young much because it's just Bryce Young. It's mm. all these other guys, and there's so much heat on Levis and Richardson and even Hendon Hooker. Stroud doesn't get mentioned much, and, and he should. He's fantastic. It's almost like the unknown commodities right now are because people think they're smarter than the other person in the room or the other person in the next booth over that they saw something that somebody Potential. else didn't. If Anthony Richardson gets picked above C.J. Stroud, you're telling me that in the end goal, no. No matter where these two are starting from a talent spot, you truly think that Anthony Richardson in seven years is going to be the better quarterback? He might be. He's, he might be. Why not? You might be. I guess maybe what's the net difference? What's the net positive? Huge. Where are they starting? Huge. His upside yeah. is huge. Yeah. So like, he might be. I, I think it's it's to the eye of the beholder. I don't think it's so absurd if you take a Will Levis over C.J. Stroud. Will Levis had nothing around him two years ago yeah. and went ten and two at Kentucky and yeah. threw for like it's eye of the beholder. Yeah. Mm -hmm. C.J. Stroud has. Superstar wide receivers everywhere around him. Like, it's not a sure thing. He's a Hall of Famer either. Mm -hmm. So, for us at the table, I just say I've watched too many drafts where the crazy happens, and then afterwards we look at it five years later, like, oh, it wasn't that crazy. They actually knew those teams. So, they're not always wrong mm -hmm. if they pass on the CJ mm -hmm. Stroud, also. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's what I love about it because everybody sits and talks about the draft as experts, and no one has any idea. And as we're sitting here saying, C.J. Stroud seems to be falling out of the top two quarterbacks. He may go one and be the best quarterback in the draft. He may be the worst quarterback in the draft, but it's just sure. so fun to sit here and decipher it and talk about it and act as if I know. I've watched the film. I've seen <laughs> the throws. He is the guy. To the character assassination, though, I that's think? that's this is the this is the part where it gets ugly. Let's go and time. It's the, it, you've got these young men. Yeah. They're 21 years old. Yeah. They're 20 years old, and they're poked and prodded and mm -hmm. poked and prodded. And at some point, there's going to be these things revealed. And I I always have a hard time saying that you know let's let's take it. This is the chance for us to tear down their character. Let's get some low wonder look scores in here. This Peter, is what right? I'm yeah. talking about. This <laughs> yeah. is a little ugly, but it's pointless. It's a tale as old as time. Sure it is. Oh, man. Sure Speaking of a tale as old as time, we're going to take us back to 2011. Okay. We're going to get back into the hot draft time machine uh, and talk about who the steal in that draft was. But also, uh. what movies were blockbuster hits? What was on Kyle's music playlist? What's yours? Headlines, Jay? Are you headlines? I'm talking the draft. Oh, you're talking yes. the draft. Oh, Peter's headlines. Look out. You guys are going to love my playlist. We're digging up old draft tweets that have some of you scratch your head. Tweets of rage. Peter, what do we got? You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. 
Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep experts. Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa's Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named best hybrid mattress five years running. Sleep hot? The Chill Collection is built with cool-to-the-touch top fabric and layers of high-density comfort foams, all intended to remove excess body heat while maximizing comfort. With Lisa, getting a new mattress has never been easier. Delivery is free, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. Yeah. Tweets of rage. All right. They say if you want to send an angry email or text or tweet, you should write it out, hold off, wait about an hour, and then see if you still feel the same before clicking send. (laughs) That advice is also perfect for one of my favorite parts of the NFL draft. Knee-jerk Twitter reaction guy. Let's go. Or gal. Every year, we see fan bases explode online when their team doesn't take who they think they should have drafted. Sometimes the anger is justified, but more often than not, those tweets age about as well as cheese on a hot day. Hey now. It's time to take a look back at some recent draft picks considered controversial at the time and the reactions from fans online with a segment we call Tweets of Rage. Start with the 2017 NFL Draft. The Kansas City Chiefs trade all the way up to the 10th overall pick. Their eyes were set on one particular player from Texas Tech, but the Sean Watson was still on the board. Let's see how it goes. The Kansas City Chiefs select Patrick Mahomes, the second quarterback. What's up, Lee Steinberg? Minutes later, the Chiefs tweeted out their pick. All right, this is what it was. It was just they put it out the card. And while Mahomes would go on to change their franchise forever, the reaction online in the moment wasn't as positive as you'd think. You Our mean? first tweet comes from Dawn. <laughs> oh, no. Who was not feeling the pick. This is Dawn. Dawn, you want a QB to groom? Take Dobbs from Tennessee or Kaiser from Notre Dame. What a waste to move up for Mahomes. <laughs> Dawn. Our next tweet comes from MC Fernando. Come on, Fernando. Who tweeted, 
Very excited and a bit skeptical. Pick makes sense and the potential is enormous. I'm a Big 12 guy, little concerned about the transition. That's reasoned. Yeah. Our last tweet, though, comes from Justin, who simply tweets, we should have drafted Deshaun Watson. Remember, guys, hold off a second, trust the front office. Let me go about there. How about you guys? What do you guys remember about the night that Mahomes was drafted and this guy who had this different kind of voice and different kind of game was selected 10th overall when they had Alex Smith on the roster. I remember Patrick Mahomes being at the Good Morning Football breakfast table and we us being like, I don't know. <laughs> we really liked Kaiser and we liked Watson. <laughs> and I, at that point when he was drafted, I was still in shock that the Bears moved it up for Trubisky. So I had all kinds of things going on. I'm stuck on Dawn. She wanted Kaiser and Dobbs. And if you fast forward and look how that turned out, I was with Kaiser, his rookie year in Cleveland. Oh, well, well. Can't put all the blame on Kaiser. No. I'll just say that. I I immediately fell for Alex Smith. I was just like, what's going to happen to this poor young man? I was a big fan, and I liked him in the production meetings and whatever. So I, too, was concerned with the transition, I guess. Yeah, there we go. All right, let's move on to the draft after that. 2018 AT&T Stadium in Dallas. Lots of hype around the quarterbacks in this draft. And the Bills trade all the way up to the seventh pick as two other picks, Baker Mayfield and Sam Darnold, were already off the board. Here's what happened next. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers have traded the seventh pick to the Buffalo Bills with the seventh pick in the 2018 NFL Draft. The Buffalo Bills select Josh Allen, quarterback, Wyoming. She's a big old kid from Fireball, California. He gets drafted. The Bills post this pretty non-assuming, just welcome to Buffalo. Moments later, the fans were not pleased. One guy writes, traded up for Josh Allen, not Rosen? Prediction, Rosen will be rookie of the year. Chip. The Bills are a joke. Oh, no. Chip. Real Brian Reed tweeted this one. To think the Bills didn't even try to get Garoppolo. I begged Brian. I begged them, Brian says. But they thought they knew better. Good luck with inaccurate Josh Allen. Your entire organization is a caps lock embarrassment. And then there's Firebug Jones. What up, Firebug? Firebug. (laughs) What up, Firebug with the ghost? (laughs) That's the talk show host, right? (laughs) Cartoon Network. Welcome to Buffalo. J.P. Lossman II, destined to be the worst pick in the draft. You moved up for failure. Congrats. I won't be renewing my season text. Peter Hayden did the double S for Lossman. 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 Two S's. Uh, let's move on to the next one here. Let's go. I can't. Let's go. Moving on to the 2022 NFL Draft. Sorry, I'm picturing. What was his name? Phantom. What's that guy's Ghost? name? Go- Space Ghost. Space Ghost. Space Ghost. Yeah. And he was like a sardonic talk yeah. show host. So tell us about your new project. And he's like a superhero. <laughs> Ridiculous joke. Great. It was great. I like it. The 2020 NFL Draft in the midst of a global pandemic was anything but funny. The draft was fully remote. Another loaded quarterback class with Burrow and Tua and Herbert in the first round. But then there was this quarterback that had to wait all the way to day two for a team that already had a quarterback. Let's remember the moment. With the 53rd pick in the 2020 NFL Draft, the Philadelphia Eagles select Jalen Hurts, quarterback, Oklahoma. All right, so that's an awesome moment. The Eagles do this. this is what the, the teams love this. Just post the, f- the card. Handwritten yeah, yeah, yeah. card. Handwritten card. We did it. It's here. And yet, 
naturally, there was not a ton of brotherly love from Philly fans. Mm. Let's go to Stan Broski. Stan oh. Broski goes to Twitter and Stan, even the picture, lovely picture, in front of the yacht. <laughs> in Eagles Worst history. pick in Eagles history based on all the needs we have. History. We have no way to justify it. Even saying we picked the best player available wouldn't be true. Sorry, bro. Sorry Broski. Next up, we go to Big J. Big J who tweets, well, all he's going to do here is hold the tablet. Not even the clipboard, the tablet. Tablet. <laughs> These are great. Lastly, Carlos Schefter doesn't tweet anymore. He's out. That means he's not available. Adam's cousin Is that Carlos. Adam's cousin Carlos? Adam's cousin Carlos is gone. <laughs> he isn't a better runner than any of your running backs, not a better receiver than any of your wide receivers, and he's not a better thrower than Carson Wentz. So basically, you are worse every time oh. you use him. But yeah, let's outsmart everyone. Trash pick. Trash. Trash pick. Your thoughts? Good. Uh, I, I think it's particularly ruthless when they include the player in their feedback, which yes. Jalen Hurts was on the receiving end of all of those. Yes. Uh, it's insane. You, you understand it, though. I love the loyalty and how the passionate passion. the fans yeah. are right away. But it's back to the draft. Everybody knows better than the next person. Honestly, Peter, my memories of the next day are, are you and Burleson just singing about the Jordan, Jordan Love, Love pick for the pick. Packers. What a great pick. And I'm like, what are you guys talking about? That was, that was the next morning. We didn't even talk Jalen Hurts that much. It was an afterthought. What was the draft party that we were a part of the night before? Uh, like oh, the draft room. The draft room. Yeah. And we were a lot of people Snoop in that Snoop Dogg yeah. and Rich Eisen and us. And I, I think I was getting some of that Snoop Dogg uh, effects when I'm talking about Jordan Love. I was like, what a great pick. Wow. Rodgers is going to be thrilled. Um... <laughs> We skip ahead one year later now, 2021 NFL Draft. We're in Cleveland, the Cowboys, 6-10, and 10, looking to rebuild. They lost Dak Prescott to a season-ending injury early on. Their offensive line was all banged up, and many fans in Dallas thought, we need to just protect Dak, protect Dak. And they trade two picks in the first round. They go back, they go <laughs> forward. They do this at 12th overall. Go on. And with the 12th pick in the 2021 the NFL Draft, the Dallas Cowboys select... I think this is also a good point for us to mention that Drew Pearson is slated to make the pick for the Cowboys tomorrow. Here we go. So Micah Parsons from Harrisburg, PA, and he played at Penn State. They're fired up there. It looks great, right? And the Cowboys were excited, too. They made all these maneuvers. They get their guy who go on to be unanimous defensive rookie of the year. So they tweet out this video. Again, pretty standard. Here we go. Here's our first round pick. Welcome. And here we go. <laughs> sad, uh, depressed, let down, upset, sick. Great. Doug. Doug wasn't happy either. Doug tweets out, feeling like we reached for defense. Slater would have been the better pick. Rashawn Slater's a good player. Yeah. Is that the Bulls coach, Doug Collins? That was him, Doug Collins. Incredible. I like oh. at your mama's. I love the trade, but in my opinion, we should have gone Slater. A lot of Rashawn Slater fans in Dallas that night. I don't think Parsons is a bad pick, but I don't like taking a linebacker that early, and he was pretty, pretty suspect, suspect in coverage. coverage. Wow. That's All, incredible. 22 guy, your mama's mama's house. Incredible. Watching Big Ted football. Talking coverage yes. from the linbacker spot. I was about the coverage, mama's mama's house. Um, 
Parsons later went on to win Defensive Rookie of the Year, got every single vote. Guys, what do you remember about when Micah was the pick to the Cowboys and not Rashawn Slater? Right, right. I just remember Machine Gun Kelly at that draft. Mm. Oh, yeah, that was, that was the most memorable <laughs> part. Well, he was supposed to have red flags and different things about him, but you don't know. Then he goes out there and just absolutely balls. But at least the fans were like Rashawn Slater. It was it was rational to a certain yeah. extent. I remember thinking he was going to be suspect in coverage. That, that was my take. That the was the only day. take. Yeah, I, I, I think. And look at what happened. Couldn't get Here, to the flats. Here's yeah. the PSA, folks. Don't tweet. <laughs> Don't tweet. What? Don't tweet. Please tweet. Let the pick go out. Just sit at home, enjoy the moment, give it some time, let's wait a year, and then offer your opinions on all of the first round picks. My followers need my reaction, Peter. They <laughs> yes. all need them. Mama's Mama's House needs <laughs> yes. to be heard. We need uh, content. Every year, if never fails, just be patient when you come out here criticizing the picks. Also, I'm realizing say. using the insult trash anything is evergreen. It always plays. Evergreen. Trash pick, trash, trash that. Pick. It works 10 years ago, it works mm -hmm. yesterday, it's perfect. Where should Will Levis get drafted next week? Oh, and wait till I you, tweet about that. And what are you going to think? Think about it. Put it in oh. the draft box when you hear what Bucky Brooks has to say. Click send. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower, 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual-wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep expert. <sighs> Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa's Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named best hybrid mattress five years running. Sleep hot? The Chill Collection is built with cool-to-the-touch top fabric and layers of high-density comfort foams, all intended to remove excess body heat while maximizing comfort. With Lisa, getting a new mattress has never been easier. Delivery is free, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a.com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. The 2023 NFL Draft is less than a week away. Let's focus on one quarterback with some question marks surrounding his name, Kentucky quarterback Will Levis. Our path to the draft crew breaks down what about his game makes him such a mystery. 
Hey, what's up, draft friends? Welcome back inside the Path to the Draft studio. Rhett Lewis, Bucky Brooks, and it was great to have our guy Joel Klatt back here with us. Of course, lead college football analyst for Fox Sports, former Colorado Buffalo QB, and up on our desk for day one and day two. By the of way, draft I would never have made it through the Dion era. I would have been one of those yeah. players. He's like, hey, you got to go. <laughs> you gotta, I got I to get placed by the baggage. Yeah. There's no doubt. Yeah. Well, you're not hard to find now. There you go. Surprise, I like it. Right? I like so it. We got you all over the place. And you know what? That is kind of the thought on Will Levis, the mm. Kentucky quarterback. All over the place. Like, yeah. there's some thoughts. Maybe the Colts would take him at four over a guy like C.J. Stroud, even if Stroud's there. Um, and then you get, you know, some mock drafts that haven't fallen all the way into the teens and 20s. Yeah. Why is Will Levis such a wild card in this draft, Joel? I, I think it's because y you can see traits on each end of the spectrum. So with Will Levis, you can talk about all the positives. He's, he's built really well. He, he runs it well. He's athletic. He's got a great arm. He's sturdy. He's a good teammate. He's a hard worker in the, in, in the locker room. His teammates really like him. All of that are, are huge positives for Will Levis. But then, guys, you can also look at the tape and you see him make some confounding errors in terms of his decision-making. He turns the ball over too much. And then as someone, and, and I, it's hard for me to get over this, like as someone that covered those Big Ten teams a lot, yeah. and Ray, you're up there as well, yeah. like he couldn't beat Sean Clifford out. If you're Joe, Joe Burrow and you are in a battle with Dwayne Haskins, and, and someone's got to win and lose that battle. And then Joe went on to another opportunity. Dwayne was a first-round quarterback. Yes. All due respect, Sean is not. Right. And so th that has stuck with me about why is it that Will couldn't get on the field at Penn State? Now, you can talk about the changes at offensive coordinator, and I just think it was the consistency piece, the turnover piece. And I think that's why he's a hard evaluation and why he's such a wild card in, in this draft. He is a wild card, and he's one of the biggest wild cards because a lot of people are chasing the Josh Allen ghost, meaning they're trying to find the guy who has the traits where he can improve at the next level, unlike a player that we've seen in the past. And so when I look at Will Levis, the thing that is confounding to me is you see the arm talent, you see the athleticism, but it doesn't necessarily translate to dominant play. And at the level that we're talking about, a top 10 pick, someone that's going to be the face of the franchise, at some point I want to see a consistent run of dominant play from Levis, and we haven't seen that. But at a time when we saw Josh Allen go seven to the Buffalo Bills, got with the right offensive coordinator, and his game was unlocked, there are people that are chasing that ghost and hoping that he can be the next reclamation project. And seven this year could very well be the home of Will Levis if the Raiders are, in fact, in the quarterback market. So many different options for these QBs. Uh, the only thing we can guarantee, drama at the draft. And we'll keep <laughs> you posted on all of it here weekdays on Path to the Draft, 6 p.m. Eastern time. Awesome, guys. We appreciate it. Uh, take a look at Will Levis's college stats. Again, Peter's been covering this for us, how he had a lot of different seasons, let's say, as a Kentucky Wildcat. We just heard Bucky Brooks say scouts are willing uh, to look at Will Levis and searching for the ghost of Josh Allen. Uh, what do we make of the Levis-Allen comparison? We go to the guy that talks to Josh Allen every week. Well, look, there's some meat on that bone as a football player, yeah. for sure. I'm not disregarding it at all. Physically, they're similar. Uh, a lot of a lot of similars on the field. And one of the things people keep talking about is when Josh Allen was in college, he did not have a ton of experience against Power 5 conferences, and when he did, it did not go well. Like, he, he did not put up good numbers, did mm -hmm. not perform well. If you want to get into the weeds of it, what really separates Josh Allen from some of these people chasing the ghost is he did an unthinkable thing where when he got to the league, his completion percentage went way up. And that doesn't happen. It doesn't. You don't see a college guy who's at 52 and then goes to the NFL is like, oh, now I'm at 65. It's an incredible thing. And then he got even better when he got digs years later. 
but it's not just about being from uh, a certain type of program or playing a certain type of competition or having the same physical skills. It's what you do when you get there. So there's going to be a lot of potential Josh Allen types, and they're going to be big, strong white guys who are huge and athletic. But the when they finally get there, it's what they do with it. I'll I don't be a guy who wasn't a would you, how'd you describe it? It's okay I to don't say. Remember. Yeah, well, whatever you said. Jameis Winston coming into college was well, he's not accurate, but mm -hmm. he's got this huge and he never got quite fixed, and he still made those mistakes. And it was like, can you fix it in the pros? Because I do think what Joel Klatt was saying is true. There are some spellbinding and confounding passes on Will Levis's tape that are brought up all the time saying the decision making like what is that pass why would he try to force that and Josh Allen had that at Wyoming mm -hmm. and they squeezed that out of him and he shows shades of it still but for the most part has been a polished product Jameis never quite could get that change so Interesting. when you've got the quarterback who's like just a gunslinger yeah, can yeah, you yeah. do all Probably that down. I don't know it depends yeah and Josh Allen goes to Buffalo he's there with Dable for multiple years and mm -hmm. next thing you know in 2020, he's one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL, but it wasn't that leading up to that. It was a lot of turnovers, bad decisions as well for him. So the thing with Will Levis, yes, there's some comparisons, but I think it's more important, where does he end up and is there a system around him that allows him the time to develop that with the same coaches year in and year out to help him continue to get better? Yeah, I think some of the most successful draft pick stories, especially when it comes to the quarterback spot, is, is in, in history you see the best matchup with the coach that they are lined up with. I'm thinking of Patrick Mahomes and an Andy Reid mm -hmm. and the different coordinators that they had. And then to your, that the Brian Dable point is real. And I think having the right guy, especially the day one that you arrive, mm. uh, so we'll see what, where Will Levis plays into that. It's time for another edition of Next Gen Chats, where we get to know the next generation of NFL stars in just a few questions. Our next guest is one of the top defensive prospects in this year's draft class. Please give a warm welcome to former Mississippi State cornerback Emmanuel Ford. What's up, Emmanuel? Emmanuel. Let's go, let's go. What's going on? Not a whole lot. Talking to you, getting to know you a little bit better. Speaking of you and how you play the game, you are known in this year's draft class as the ball hawk. Okay. The, the the is in stars in front of me, so you know it's important. You led the FBS in interceptions last season. You also hold the college football record for most pick sixes in your career with a half a dozen. That's Six awesome. Six times you Ooh. not only tracked the ball down, but you found the end zone at the other side of the field. How does it feel to hold a record like that, and how have you taught yourself to put yourself in the best position possible to line up and find six at the other side? I really just came from my receiver background. I feel like if I'm close enough to put my hands on the ball, I'm close enough to pick it, and I'm looking to go square every time I pick it. So that's something I pride myself on, and it's, it's something hard to do, but that's the only way you can get it done. Manuel, last week I did a segment on this show. I know you're busy. I'm not sure if you saw it. It was called If You Know You Know, and you were one of the players on the list of guys who might get drafted, although they're not getting the same first-round buzz as the Weatherspoons or the Gonzalez's that might get first-round name uh, selected. Look, the big story with you is, is your size, 166 pounds of the combine. You've put pounds on since then. I, I was talking with Daniel Jeremiah. We were talking about Samari Roll was that size. There have been several other players that have been that size, but it's not so common. When you are asked about being a tall guy but a slender guy, what's your response to these teams? Uh, I keep it simple. Honestly, I had 146 tackles in the SEC West, which is the hardest conference in, a, in college football. And not to mention the most important thing, I had zero injuries. So that's something I tell people. I haven't got hurt in college and I've played three seasons. So I really don't listen to it. 
I love it. The film speaks for itself. A guy at, a, at the cornerback position that's not afraid to come up and tackle somebody. And plus, whatever team you end up on, they have good nutrition and a lot of food. I'm sure you won't be that way for a long time. But you're also one of nine children in your family, the second youngest. Tell us what it was like to grow up with all of those siblings and how competitive were all of you guys growing up? So being the second youngest, you know, I had five older brothers. They was real tough on me. And that honestly made me compete on everything I did. So I would say that shaped me out very well. And I'm very appreciative of them for doing that to me and helping me out a long way, honestly. That's really, really cool. I'm sure they're proud of you now. And meanwhile, you played three seasons at Mississippi State. In all three years, you got to learn under the wing of legendary coach Mike Leach, a guy that we really, really loved. And we lost Coach Leach last December. His legacy lives forever and through players like you. Tell us how knowing Coach made you a better person on and off the field. Uh, coach Leach just gave a lot of like life lessons. His biggest saying was play the next play, and you can take that however you need to. But he was uh, just a great co coach, a great man, honestly. And he showed me the right ways and how to do things, honestly. And I'm sure you appreciated that coming from such a big family that you also are a part of his as well and his time coaching you at Mississippi State. Emmanuel Forums, thank you so much for joining us today. Stay healthy, man. Congratulations on everything yesterday and tomorrow. Sounds good. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take more control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com slash compatibility.